Hi, my name's Max Weinstein. My car just broke down. May I use your phone? Now my troubles are all through. I have a jewel. Hey! It seems today that all you see is vile. A bag of weed, a bag of weed, or everything is better with a bag of weed is the only nothing you'll ever need because. Though they try to defeat me, they can all just freaking eat me. We'll make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss. Here's the plain situation. Be sure that you see that this is not a chive. Hey everybody, and welcome to Freaking Sweet, a Family Guy podcast. A week by week, episode by episode, look back at Family Guy 20 years later. I'm your host, Ian, and this week we have the special unaired episode of Family Guy, When You Wish Upon a Weinstein. It didn't debut on Fox like every other episode of Family Guy has. It actually technically debuted with the release of the DVD, which I have. But it uh, aired on TV uh, on November 9th, 2003 on Adult Swim. It is the only episode to air on Adult Swim before Fox, which makes it a pretty special episode just in that way. But it's also the only episode that of Family Guy that's ever not been aired on Fox due to concerns uh, like the ones they had for this one, though. A lot of it seems to be just from Fox executives, and it seems like the Jewish community actually, because Peter learns the right lesson in the end, um, actually it kind of accepted the episode. Uh, in the commentary, Seth MacFarlane says that he showed it to two rabbis, uh, and they said that because Peter learns the right lesson in the end, uh, that it was, it was, it was fine. And the writer of it, Ricky Blit, is uh, Jewish, and 70% of the, something like that, of the Family Guy writing staff is Jewish. The director, Dan Pavenmeyer, I'm not sure of his religion, uh, but he deserves some credit for the episode. Uh, but this episode is, um, it says the word Jew a lot. It says uh, that there's one particular joke about women that I'm not sure about, and then it, it has uh, retarded in it, which in 2021, I don't think is, is okay, uh, to say anymore, not that it ever was, but I think you understand, I think people understand what you mean when you say something like that, I would hope, um, but this episode is, it's got some funny jokes in it, and it's part of the Family Guy Pantheon, so we're gonna go through it this week, and, uh, we're not gonna wait, just like every week, can't wait to dive in, uh, but we'll be right back with When You Wish Upon a Weinstein. My hair is growing, growing all the time. And then you poke your head out the door with a C chord. Everything looks okay out here. Maybe I'll take a walk outside. Are you free? <laughs> the letter A, the A, the A, the
Hey everybody and welcome to Freaking Sweet Music Volume 3. Uh, we've got three really great picks for you guys to listen to. Uh, and delving right in, our old school pick this week is Carry On, My Wayward Son by Kansas. It came out November 19th, 1976 on their album Left Overture. And it's my favorite Kansas song and it's one of my favorite songs from this era. Uh, it's it's just fantastic, and it's it, the music is fantastic. The the um, the lyrics are fantastic, and the singer is fan is again fantastic. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. So definitely give that a listen. And our when I was young uh, pick this week is from the Arctic Monkeys. It's from Ritz to Rumble. It's from the latter side of their album whatever people say i am that's what i'm not it came out january 23rd 2006 and it's one of my favorite albums of all time uh i have it and it's i know every single word of it i love the arctic monkeys i love almost everything they put out scratch that i love everything they put out they're one of my favorite bands of all time and this is my favorite album that they have uh, it's a, it's kind of like a, the whole album is kind of like a deconstruction of nightclub culture in England, and um, every song is about a different uh, part of it, the, the album, and this is the song that's kind of about bouncers. The opening uh, segment of it is is uh, uh, all about a, a bouncer, and it's really really good i really recommend you guys going out and listening to this one this is one of my favorite songs of all time and our new school pick this week is from ajr it is burn the house down it came out back in march 23rd uh 2018 from their album the click and it is fantastic um my wife has been working out to this song recently and it just gets her fucking pumped and uh whenever i listen to it i get absolutely psyched this song is awesome i really recommend you guys listen to this and i recommend you guys listen to all three of these songs they're absolutely awesome um they're some of my favorite songs of all time this is a, a really good collection uh so like i said you guys should definitely go listen to this and we'll see you next time on freaking sweet music Ladies and gentlemen, it may interest you to know that we are flying over the center of the Ring of Fire in the Pacific Ocean. It is one of my personal favorite spots in the uh, world. Thank you. Mm, ladies and gentlemen, I've noticed some rather odd weather uh, coming up, and we're going to be experiencing some fairly harsh turbulence, so I'm going to go ahead and turn on the seatbelt sign now and ask you to return to your seats. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to report that a hole in the space-time continuum has opened, and a horde of horrific creatures are rushing through to terrorize the natural plane. Thank you. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, worse has happened. If you look out of the left side of the plane through your windows, you will see the dark chaos lord Cthulhu. May she reign for a thousand years. May she reign. Thank you.
welcome back. And this episode starts with Chris reaching out to his father for help. Uh, this episode probably went somewhere in the original lineup of the show near the episode where Peter and Chris went um, hunting or where Chris and Peter were were wanting Peter was wanting to get back in the scouts. This episode's a holdover from the second season, um, which kind of you can tell from the animation and some of the voice acting that it is an older episode and it doesn't quite fit in with where the uh, episode was looking and sounding at the uh, time and where it's placed in the DVD uh, and where it's placed in the uh, season order. But Chris asked for help with his homework and saying uh, that it's his teacher says that, you know, in the real world, you're going to need math uh, uh, like this. And it's really funny. There's a cutaway uh, to uh, Chris talking to a redneck and the redneck uh, gives him a really, really hard math equation. And it ends with Chris in the fetal position. And it's really, really funny. Uh, um, and um Peter ends up not wanting to uh, help him because Peter's obviously not very good at math himself. He's like, ah, son, uh, math is simply the lesbian sister of biology, and it's really fucking hilarious. Okay, now what you got to do is go down the road past the old Johnson place, and you're going to find two roads, one parallel and one perpendicular. Now keep going until you come to a highway that bisects it at a 45-degree angle. Solve for X. Math. <laughs> Math, my dear boy, is nothing more than the lesbian sister of biology. After that, um, a guy knocks on the door, and it's uh, he's he's gonna be a running character on the show. He's got big teeth. He's got a he's got a uh, pink and green checkered jacket on. He's a really shady salesman, uh, but he's not the um guy who sells uh waving arm inflatable flail uh tube men and um but he's selling volcano insurance and uh peter is very interested he comes uh he comes inside after charming peter into letting him come in he's like oh i see you bought all the handsome cream in town and peter's like go on and so they're talking and uh, the guy manages to talk him into giving him Lois's rainy day fund. Peter's like, "Oh, I can't give you that." He's like, "He's like, you know, uh, you know, we're due for a volcano." And he's like, "Damn, you're right. All right, here you go." And so he gives him the money, and um, yeah, Peter just spent all of Lois's rainy day money. Apparently, it was somewhere near two hundred dollars or so. And uh, we cut upstairs to. Meg and Lois uh, in Stewie's room. Stewie's waking up. He f he's The first thing he sees is Meg, and he's like, watching me sleep. Well, I'll make sure you don't watch anything at all. And he grabs her glasses, and you can kind of tell where the show is in the earlier seasons by um, how much um, Seth is embellishing uh, Stewie's um, his, his like evil harshness of his voice he's like doing it really hard he kind of lets up on it later on as it goes on and stewie kind of levels out of his super evilness but he throws her glasses across the um across the room and they break and meg's like 
my glasses. I can't see anything without my glasses, which is, it'd be funny if, if uh, Meg grew up to be Thelma. They, they look kind of similar. And I like to think that that'd be a weird backstory for, for Velma. She's like, I changed my name. I had to get away from the, from the hate. And uh, it'd just be a weird, gritty backstory. She's like, I had a shitty family. I just had to get out of there. And I just, I just started doing mysteries and uh just just to get away just to feel something and um she's like why don't you let me get laser eye surgery my mom got laser eye surgery and uh it seems to be she got it years ago and she seems to be fine and uh, there's a really funny uh joke on the simpsons where flanders is like he he he's, it's a treehouse of horror episode no it's not it's an episode uh, in the future where i just watched it where Lisa's president, there's the whole Trump thing where she's like, President Trump left us with a really bad economy. But the part I'm talking about is where Bart goes to beg money from uh, Mr. Flanders and Mr. Flanders is blind. And he's like, yeah, I got that laser eye surgery, but 20 years later, your eyeballs fall out. And um, uh, in, in this episode, she's like, won't you let me uh, get laser eye surgery? And she's like, I just don't trust it. And we get a really funny cutaway to Luke Skywalker doing laser eye surgery with uh, his lightsaber. And Mark Hamill is doing the voice of Luke Skywalker, but he's also doing the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in this as well. Okay, I just need to make a quick incision here and we should be all done, Mrs. Wilson. Luke, use the force. Really? Because I was just gonna make it. Use the force. Okay. Are you happy? I've never been happy. That's really funny. He fucking kills the the woman, and uh, it's fucked up. But it's cool that um, Mark Hamill did that voice. Mark Hamill seems like a really good sport, and he seems like a really nice guy. Um, I've in like all of his cameos and, and everything, he seems like a really good sport. So um, he's probably like one of the cooler like. Uh, and I've always I got into a, uh, people are always like ah his career, he just doesn't he just does uh, voice stuff but like yeah but when he does voice stuff it's like big ass voice stuff I don't know but um, after that Peter Chris and Brian are watching Lifetime and it's just like uh, they're just like talking back and forth he's uh, it's a woman and another woman eating ice cream she's like Brad came over yesterday and guess what. He left the toilet seat up and then laugh. And then they're like, you know, he's my two best friends, Ben and Jerry, and then laughing. And then it's like Lifetime TV for idiots. And I just don't know about that joke. That's fucked up. I watched it with my wife and she's like, I don't know. It didn't really fuck bother me. But I was like, I don't know. It just seems like a fucked up joke. Uh, Pete Lois comes in and is like, where is my money? Uh, you know, motherfucker. No. Uh, she's like, where's my rainy day money? And Peter is like, uh, who, me? Then who? Couldn't be. Then who? Yeah, I did it. And uh, he's like, I got his volcano insurance. And Lois is like, oh my god, you're an idiot. You're always bad with money. You're so childish. And he is um, just mad as hell about that. He's like, well, you know what? You This is just like when you got mad at me for buying that cloud insurance. And then he looks up the clouds. He's like, Look at them plotting. And then we go up to the clouds and we see them plotting. And they're like, we attack a dog. And the other one's like, yeah, yeah, sounds good. And he's like, 
no, I mean it. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm down. Let's fucking do this thing. Fucking rain down on these motherfuckers, which is funny because they're clowns and they rain. Uh, but um, Lois tells him that Meg needs glasses. And um, Peter's like, no one needs glasses. And she's like, you wear glasses. And uh, Lois is pissed that he spent all the money. And he, she, like I said, she calls him a child. And um, she's like, and you've always acted like a child. And we get a cutaway to their wedding. And he's, he's giving his toast. And he's like, what can I say about my wife except for milk, milk, lemonade around the corner fudges made? And everyone's like, oh. And then we cut, and it cuts back, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well if I'm a child, then that means you're a pedophile, and I won't sit here and be lectured by a pervert." And then he takes off to go to the bar, and uh, when he gets to the bar, he's fucking complaining to his friends, and Cle- he's like, "Can you believe she said that I was bad with money?" And Cleveland's like, "Yeah, dude." And then he says this weird joke where he's like, "You're the white version of a black guy who's not very good with his money." Which I guess is kind of like a, a neutral joke because it doesn't imply anything because it says that both of them are bad with money, I would suppose. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about that joke. But then Quagmire comes in and uh, is he, he comes in and starts bragging that his new accountant managed to get him a shit ton of money. Hey, guys and dolls. Drinks are on Do-Re-Mi. <laughs> oh, where'd you get that? Well, this loot's thanks to my stockbroker, Ian Greenstein. <laughs> he made some smart investments that really paid off. <laughs> that guy is to money what Miss Ann Margaret is to... Let me buy the drinks, Quagmire. My accountant, Larry Rosenblatt, just got me a huge tax refund and tickets to bring in the noise, bring in the funk. The noise was good, but I thought they phoned in a lot of the funk. Of course, after that, uh, Cleveland uh, says, like, no, I want to buy it. And they both talk about it. And they're both, both of their people just happen to be Jewish. And Peter's like, all right, well, that means that I need to get a Jewish guy to handle my money. And uh, they're, like, they're like, that's not, um, that's not how it works. Uh, Cleveland says that. And Peter's like, well, the, you know, he, Cleveland says, not every Jewish person is good with money. And Peter's like... Well, yeah, I mean, I guess not the retarded ones, but why would you say that, Cleveland, for shock value? Which is kind of like a meta joke on this moment in the episode of itself, because, like, him saying, um, just going there in the episode and then talking about how it's done for shock value is kind of like for shock value. It's kind of like a, a mild meta joke. I just thought I'd, like, point it out. It's weird when you kind of think about it. But, um... Peter comes home and he overhears Lois uh, talking to her mom. She's like, no, I'm not disappointed with how things turned out. No, I don't care how, what the she's doing the thing where on TV where they don't give the people on the other side of the phone any time to do anything on the phone where it's like, hello? No, I don't understand what you're saying. No, you that cannot be true. Oh my God, will you please stop talking? Um... But she's like, no, I don't care what the chimp across the street is like. Oh, really? Well, tell him I said hi. Um, which is just, because mo- if you remember a couple episodes back, um, she was doing the whole living in a, she was doing the whole me lucky bouncy, me lucky bouncy. And she was living in a cage and uh, she kind of looked like a little 
like a little cave girl and this is um this is another uh thing where she was like some weird jungle girl who like likes monkeys and stuff it's like the second or third joke about it and um it's just weird i don't know it's a weird it's a weird ad but it's funny it's a weird it's a weird thing to add to the episode but it's really funny uh it's one of the things that i always think about when i think about these old episodes uh she's got a weird um she's got a weird uh flirtation with with monkeys and she's like well, all right well tell them i said <laughs> and it's really funny and then um peter overhears that and then he starts singing the episode title uh, he starts singing a song called i need a jew uh it's um based on the song of when you wish upon a star and the guy who wrote the song sued family guy uh, because he didn't like how they had changed his song, and um, he ended up losing in court. And the song is not one of their best songs. Like it's like a, I like it when they do like their own songs and like they get like um, they get their they get their um, orchestrator, their music guy, uh, doing like original stuff because he's really fucking good. Walter Murphy, thank God I remembered that on the spot, uh, but he's really good. He's the reason that they won that Emmy uh, that they actually do have. They just didn't win it for best comedy or whatever they go are up for. But um, I really like it when they do their own own music. This is kind of based on another song, so it's not their best song, but it's it's okay. I, I guess it's been ran by it's it was written by a Jewish person. It was ran by some Jewish people who said it was okay. I don't it's like I said, it's not my favorite song by them because it's not an original song. So it's math for me on the face of it anyways. Um but after he's done singing it, um, which I don't think I gave you a chance to hear it, let me give you that chance. I gotta get a green steen or a rosenblatt of my very own. Nothing else has worked so far, so I'll wish upon a star. Wondrous dancing speck of light, I need a Jew. And after he's done singing it, uh, a <laughs> Peter falls asleep first off i can't go on without saying this he goes to the windowsill and he falls asleep that's how he ends the song he sleeps there all night so this this part of the episode when he wakes up should be him getting up and being like oh my god oh my neck oh my back my knee because he was kneeling the whole time oh my knees oh god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die no, but he's perfectly fine. He gets up from the window, so he answers the door. There's a, a Jewish man, Max Weinstein, played by Peter Reig, a fantastic actor. The thing I know him for is being the detective that investigates uh, Jim Carrey in The Mask uh, from 1994, one of the uh, uh, funny movies that I had on VHS. I love that movie. Uh, I watched it all the time. And... Um, Got a pretty good cast, 
uh, Cameron Diaz is in it. Uh, lots of other uh, really famous people. It's a good movie. Um, but he's the detective in that, and he does the voice for this. Uh, it also has Ben Stein in it later as a rabbi. And um, uh, he's like, hey, I'm uh, my car is broken down outside. Can I borrow your phone? And uh, Peter uh, reprises his song. Uh, we played it at the very beginning of the episode. He's just so happy to see him. He reprises his song. I need a Jew. And then Max is like, hey. And that's really funny. And uh, it, it's a funny reprisal. The reprisal is almost better than the, than the original song in and of itself. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be doing the second half of When You Wish Upon a Weinstein. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you guys about our upcoming off-season schedule. Uh, of course, today we are wrapping up our third season, and it's been a lot of fun. This is, of course, one of my favorite seasons of Family Guy. Um, but before we get started with our fourth season, we're going to be taking pretty much the entire rest of the February off of doing our week-to-week, month, uh, episode-by-episode look-back thing, and we're going to be going into our freaking sweet series we're gonna be starting next week with our freaking sweet movies picks uh this time around it is ted and a movie that i watched recently that is hilarious and just as bad good as i remember it being it is the mighty Morphin power rangers movie i've already watched it uh, and i'm planning on watching it again for when i am actually doing it for the show um but this is movie is absolutely freaking sweet for so many reasons i can't wait to tell you why uh the following week we're going to be doing our freaking sweet cartoons we're going to be doing johnny bravo the show that uh got seth mcfarland onto cartoon network where he got his uh one of his spiritual successors to family guy on the air uh and he wrote a lot of the show and so that's and it's one of my favorite shows from that time and it's really really funny and um i can't wait to go over it and then also on that episode we're going to be talking about batman mask of the phantasm one of if not the best batman animated features it is one of the favorite movies of mine from when i was a kid i had it on vhs and it is is just as good as i remember it being so i can't wait to go over that uh on our anniversary february 24th our first freaking sweet anniversary uh, we're going to be doing our Peter Griffin character profile. We're going to be looking back at the family guy uh, and taking a look at his evolution as a character and laughing at some of his best, best jokes. It's going to be tons of fun. I can't wait for that. Uh, later that weekend on the 28th, we'll be doing our season three top 10 look back special, taking a look back at some of the best moments from the show as well as this show and we hope to be hearing from you guys send us an email send us a voice mail uh let us hear you um this has been a really fun year we've done a lot of fun stuff i can't believe that we've done crossovers with other family guy podcasts this has been so fun and you guys have been the very best part of it because of how great you guys have been and uh we're also going to be talking about that week the second uh, cancellation of Family Guy and how it was brought back. And then the week after that is our season four premiere, where we'll be premiering North by North Quahog, um, the comeback episode uh, written by Seth MacFarlane. 
and it's so funny and i can't wait to get there but in the meantime we've got tons of freaking sweet stuff to go over so stick around it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun and you guys are going to be a big part of it so stick around guys welcome back and this episode comes back with peter coming on a little too strong with max max is like hey i gotta go and peter's like no you can't go and he like tries to hold him and Pete, uh, max runs and peter uh runs after him there's a really really funny chase scene and um peter ends up um running over through quagmire's yard and quagmire's sunbathing and he stomps right on quagmire's nads and that's really funny but he catches max and he explains why he chased him down. He's like, look, I don't, um, you know, I'm not like mean. I just wanted you to help me with my, with my money problems. You're Jewish, right? And he's just kind of anti-Semitic in that way. And then Peter and Max talk and they're like, all right, well, I guess you're not like mean or whatever. And Max is like, I guess I can try and help you if I can. So they go over to the guy who sold him the Volcano Insurance and they talk him into giving him the money back. He's like, well, why don't you, uh, he's like, well, I don't have your money. And he's like, well, what is that up there? And he's like, that, you can't have that. That's Lois's, that's Lois's rainy day fun. Fun. Damn. And it's, he parallels exactly, uh, with, with what Peter said earlier in the episode. And it's really funny. And Max gets the money back for Peter. And we cut back to the, to the house and um the family minus peter is watching seinfeld and it's really fucking funny and um what's really funny about it is that brian afterwards he like wakes the fuck up it's like where's the fucking remote and he's like throwing cushions everywhere it's fucking hilarious so you couldn't date her because she was a tickler. A tickler. And you're not a stickler for a tickler. Not a stickler for a tickler. Not a tickler stickler. Not a tickler stickler. Where the hell is the remote? Uh, after that, Peter comes in and he's taking credit. He, he's like, here, I got your money back. And look, I, I, I uh, balanced our checkbook. And Lois goes, and there's a sound effect. And she shakes her head, and it's from the Flintstones, and it's really funny. And uh, have you guys checked out the Flintstones on MeTV yet? I told you to. But um, she's like, well, this is great. And Max lets him take the credit for it because Max, Max is a nice guy. Max is absolutely the best character on this show ever, hands down. He's just the nicest guy. And... Um, Peter's like, um, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't take credit for your for for what you're doing. That's that's messed up. People have been doing that forever. There's this weird cutaway joke where um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's 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 getting a speech written to for, to him by Woody Allen, who is like, ah, this is worse than when um uh the, when I was at the Friars Club and Soon Yi's retainer fell out of my pants, which is really gross. Um, and then um they're at dinner and dinner <laughs> though he's like you know lois i i i i want to thank you but i can't eat this fish and marshmallow casserole and she's like oh because it's not jewish and he's like yeah that's that's why and <laughs> that's really fucking funny um but 
Chris and Stewie, Chris is like, hey, can I be excused? Stewie said he's going to help me with my homework. And Stewie is like, she's like, what are you talking about? Stewie's just a baby. And Stewie's like, oh, yeah, and you're just a Rhodes Scholar. Where did you go to? The university? Duh. And he does that thing that people used to do where they hit their chest with their hand and it was like retarded this episode's got a lot i think that's why the episode got i think it was just because it was like a lot of it like right like blam you know what i'm saying like it was just like a lot right there it wasn't like subtle jokes it was just like jew retarded you know over and over again and i think that's probably what got the executives goat um that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna uh, go ahead and think is probably what the issue was, but Max is like, I'll I'll help you with your homework, and Chris is like, thanks, and Peter's like, is there anything you can't, you people can't do, and uh, um, he's just being weird again. Um, after dinner, Max is trying to leave. He's got to go to Temple, and uh, Peter's like, oh yeah, Temple, yeah, just like in Indiana Jones. And there's an Indiana Jones bit where Indiana Jones is taking too long. And then um, the bit is that he's like taking forever. And then right at the end, Ralphie, uh, Ralph from uh, from the Honeymooners is like, ah, would you hurry up already? Which is a re- reoccurring bit on that show, um, which is a precursor to the Flintstones, which is something you should be watching. And, um, cause a lot of the jokes boil down to the Flintstones and, uh, the, more than often than the, to the honeymooners. Um, but I just don't like, I, if you listen to the show, you know, I just don't like Indiana Jones. Just not a big fan. Just, I do not find them that entertaining at all. I also don't find, um, you know, I'm going to hold on to that one. Nah, fuck it. I don't, just don't think Harrison, I think Harrison Ford's really overrated. Um, there. Uh, he's cool, you know, he's cool, but, um, and I like Han Solo, I'll give you that, um, but I just don't think Indiana Jones is that cool, and, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's a funny take on an Indiana Jones joke where Indiana Jones gets fucking hassled, I like that part, uh, just, (laughs) I like to, I would like to see just Indiana Jones where he's just getting fucking hassled the whole time, huh? fucking doing something huh it's fucking indiana what kind of fucking name is that and uh but max invites the griffins to temple max is super awesome and um when they get there there max is talking to lois he's like look i uh you know i i consider teaching peter about the jewish faith to be a mitzvah and uh and uh, he, he, he's like, you know, I, I, I really feel like it's something that I need to do now that it's been placed in front of me, which is admirable. And um, because Peter could use Stan to use, uh, learn respect for stuff like that. But another reason that this episode was, in Seth MacFarlane's eyes, uh, justifiable was that he says that Peter shows that he doesn't know very much about his own Catholic religion. Uh as well as the Jewish religion. So he's just not very knowledgeable about much of anything. Um, so it's not like a, a particular um, ignorance of the Jewish faith, which I thought was a kind of a compelling argument, but uh, they go to, t- but they're trying to, Max is trying to give them uh, yarmulkes and uh, he gives one to Chris. He puts it on and Stewie's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just not that I'm like against your, your, your religion. I'm just, I'm just not a hat person which is funny. 
And then Peter, uh, he hesitates for a moment and he's like, Oh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm Catholic. I'm not sure if I can do this. Um, and then he puts it on and then some nuns come running out and Peter meets a bunch of famous Jewish people, uh, except for Lenny Kravitz. He just meets half of Lenny Kravitz and, uh, that's pretty funny. And it's, and, uh, I didn't know Bill Nye was Jewish for some reason that just kind of like escaped me for some reason. No, 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 I don't think so. It's not that I have ideological differences. I'm, I'm just not a hat person. Hey, look, I didn't know the principal of Make School was Jewish. Hey, there's Bill Nye, the science guy, and half of Lenny Kravitz. Optimus Prime? He's Jewish? Jeez, oh, Max, I, I don't know about this. I went to Catholic school. I'm not sure this is allowed. Ah, oh, what the hell? Oh, dear. Sister Mary Joseph, it appears Peter Griffin has entered a synagogue. Lock and load, Brides of Christ! But, uh, Peter, earlier in the episode, it was established that when Peter goes out to, uh, places he, and to, like, dinner parties and such, he can have accidents. Earlier, we saw him at a dinner party where some woman's dad had died. Weird time to have a dinner party. And, um, she's like, yeah, it just spread so far, fast. And I'm like, that's a weird time to have a dinner party. But Peter peed himself during that. He's like, oh, oh, and he does the same thing during the, uh, during the temple service, uh, back at home, the family is, uh, the family says that they had fun. They really enjoyed it. And he's like, yeah, I haven't had that much fun. Uh, at a, at a place with a, a Jewish person in it. Then, then we went and saw a fiddler and we see William Shatner, uh, playing the, the lead character and fiddler on the roof. And it's really, really funny. After that, they say goodbye to Max. Uh, Chris was like, "Hey, you were gonna help me," and he's like, "Look, I know you're gonna grow up to be a good man, you know." And he, Peter's like, "Look, uh, he's just really not that smart," and he smacks Chris Ned, which is terrible. And then he's like, "He did it," and he points at a lamp, and so Chris tackles the lamp. And he's like, "See, he's just not that smart." And uh, look, he, he he's like, "Look, Peter, I I believe that Chris is gonna be a." Uh, grow up to be a, a mensch and for some reason that kicks it into peter's mind that he needs to make chris jewish and which is kind of uh retroactively invalid because chris is actually jewish because lois is actually jewish because lois's mother is jewish but because of sensibilities back in the day she could not be uh jewish uh which is terrible but so this is retroactively taken away it doesn't even matter because chris is technically jewish um but lois says no and uh she's like i don't want to hear another word about it and then peter is like well you don't have to hear another word about it but the whole time he's signing it in american sign language and chris is like ha 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 which is where you just like open one hand over and over again it's kind of funny it's actually a pretty clever joke uh and american sign language is a worthwhile thing to to just learn because it's just cool and it's handy and it's nice to to be able to do that um my wife can do it my wife's friend was really really uh like good at it and uh i could probably stand to learn it i just think it's cool when people do and i should and i'm probably gonna learn i know a little bit from my wife because she's taught me a little bit but i don't know like all of it oh chris and peter walk out of the house he's like what are we gonna do and he's like we're gonna turn you jewish 
And then Peter side eyes uh, Chris, and he look. And then Peter side eyes Chris, and is like, uh, "Duck!" And so they jump into a bush, and then a bunch of nuns go running by. And then Peter and Chris go to a a a temple and start talking to a rabbi played by Ben Stein. And the guy's like, "Look, you can't just come in here and just get a bar mitzvah just like that, you know." Um, you know, Ethan here, who has been studying for years for his bar mitzvah this Sunday, and Peter's like, oh, bar mitzvah, give me one of those. And he gets kicked out by the rabbi. Um, and it's for a good reason, because Peter's like, ah, oh, look, if he could study, what would I need to make him Jewish for, right? A bar mitzvah, perfect. How much for one of those? You can't just buy a bar mitzvah. It requires a lot of study. Well, can we skip that part? I mean, come on, if Chris knew how to study, he wouldn't need to become Jewish in the first place, right? 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 And, of course, that's absolutely terrible. Uh, but as they're walking out, um, Peter's like, where can we go that we can just do a religious ceremony and just blow through it in a few minutes? And, of course, they immediately, we see them driving into Vegas and they drive up to a synagogue that's uh it's funny the building looks like a slot machine and it says mitzvah on the on the bottom of it and that's stagnant or not stagnant uh but static and then before it uh above it it's like a slot machine and, and as it spins it goes bar 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 mitzvah it's funny it's good it's good design um but uh back at the house there's a note that's just like it, it, Peter's written like five different notes, but he, he, the first one was like, we've gone to the library to read all the books, crossed out. We've gone uh, to the museum to check out all the art, crossed out. And then the one at the bottom says, gone fishing, love Peter. And Brian's laughing behind her. And she's like, what do you know about it? And he's like, nothing. And she's like, Brian, I know when you're lying. Which is funny because I just realized that rhymed. But she's like, kids go upstairs, and she grabs a dog whistle, and she's like, one more chance. He's like, I don't know anything. And so she blows, and he's like, all right, all right, all right. They went to Vegas to get a quickie bar mitzvah. And she's like, oh, my God, no. And uh, we see Peter and Chris, like, checking in or whatever. And then we cut back to Lois, and she's getting the car from Quagmire. And there's a part where she's like, give me your keys. He answers the door. She's like, sorry, point. And uh, he's like, she's like, give me your keys. I got to go. He's like, okay. There's a part where he's just like, ma it, it's made to look like he's masturbating in front of her. And then he gives her the keys. She goes off. And um, as she's driving, she's going to run out of gas. She's going to start running. She's like three miles short. She gets there just at the last second to totally graduate uh, Chris. She's banging on the glass. She's like, Chris, Chris. She comes in and she's like, this is a travesty. We can't, uh, we can't let this happen. And she's like, oh, so this is a, so what? Bar mitzvahs are travesties? And it's terrible. So, but she manages to talk her way out of it. Bar, who went out of my humbra? Chris! Chris! Stop this travesty right now. So, bar mitzvahs are travesties, huh? No, my son getting bar mitzvahed is a travesty. He's doing it for all the wrong reasons. Well, looky here, Herschel. We got us one of them self-hating Jews. Nothing I hate worse than a Jew who doesn't appreciate her own rich heritage. Come on, Mordecai, let's get her. 
And then it's funny because Lois manages to get the Star of David she was holding everybody at bay with into the door. They run off. They get on a bus, thus completing the graduate scene. And um, as they're they're driving away, she's like, Peter's like, I just wanted him to to be Jewish so that he could he could um, you know be smart. And she's like, Oh, he's gonna be fine. And um, it's 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 a really good episode. It wraps up just on the bus with a with a with a wrap up with Lois. It's a sweet. Yeah, I just wanted to to be okay. And she's like, I think it'll be okay. And that pretty much wraps up the episode. And that'll do it for this episode. And that will do it for this season. Uh, it's the wrap up for season three, and it's been a really, really fun season. Uh, it's one of my favorites, and it was a lot of fun to go over it with you guys. And this episode was funny. It did have a lot of funny parts, but it had a bunch of, I think it had a lot of shock value, which I think was the reason it, um, that it, it the, the executives decided to take it off the air. But like I said, it did have a bunch of funny parts and uh we 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 had to go over it because we are freaking sweet and we are the week by week episode by episode look back show of family guy uh i know we're going to be taking a little while off but all that stuff's going to be tons of fun i'm putting so much work into making it worthy for you guys to listen to and uh we will be getting right back into the swing of things before you know it um this episode was a lot of fun like i said and uh i i look forward to doing tons of more great episodes with you guys in the future uh to get in touch with us please send us an email at frickin sweet family pod at gmail.com that is f-r-e-a-k-i-n sweet is s-w-e-e-t family pod at gmail.com uh, get your messages in and we will uh, share them on our anniversary show and send us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash freaking sweet same spelling uh, where you can check out our entire backlog including our crossover episodes with the family guy phony cast our special episodes into the origins of family guy the special um uh, Stewie Griffin, The Untold Story, which came out between these two seasons. So it's a perfect time to go back and listen to those. Uh, they're some of our most popular episodes, and I think they're pretty good. I might be a little biased, but I think they're uh, amazing. They're fantastic. Uh, they're all of the words in this thesaurus next to me. And um, <laughs> like I said, I just want to thank you guys uh, for listening and for being as great as you are. Uh, send in your voicemails, send in your emails, and I will, will you know, our, our anniversary show is coming up, and I will definitely read them and play them on the show. Uh, and next week, we will be doing our freaking sweet movies episode. I will be looking back at Ted and the fantastic, wonderful, terrible, but also the greatest movie of all time, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to really, really like the review of that. Uh, and then following that will be freaking sweet cartoons. I'm just so excited to be doing all this stuff with you guys. It's our freaking sweet series. So tune in for that. And thank you for listening to season three, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.
comedy competition, Stewie Griffin receives three and a half stars. Challenger Sinbad receives four stars. We have a new champion, Sinbad. Stewie, uh, any parting words? Um, you know, I, I got beat, pure and simple. You, you are a very funny man. Men be acting all like zombies at the mall. God, ain't that the truth?